we get into this show, I want to share with you the Z-Stack, a powerful immunity-building vitamin pack formulated by Dr. Zelenko, the founder of the Zelenko Protocol. Many of you may have seen my interview with Dr. Zelenko explaining how the combination of quercetin and vitamin C together is a powerful zinc ionophore gun which delivers zinc, the bullet, into the cell where the virus is. Zinc blocks the virus from getting into the cell. Quercetin and vitamin C together are a safe over-the-counter alternative to hydroxychloroquine. Access to this is needed when government restricts and bans effective treatments. Also, it has been established that high normal levels of vitamin D is important for warding off sickness and staying out of the hospital. With the dangers of the COVID shot, we need a strong immune system to keep from getting sick. The danger is getting sick. That's when the effects of the bioweapon shot takes over. The Z-Stack will provide you with a defensive weapon to fight a potential virus. You can see the studies and also buy yours today at the link below or at sarahwestall.com under shop. I also highly recommend C60 gel caps, daily zeolite detox, and my probiotic greens to maintain a healthy body, all of which you can get at my shop at sarahwestall.com under shop. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. Today's show is not going to be my show. It's actually going to be Dave Hodges' show, The Common Sense Show, where I appeared on it this morning and his radio show, and he has been so gracious to let me re-air it. I usually re-air it on sarahwestall.tv and for my Ebonier members, and I am going to air it publicly and just let you know these are the kinds of shows that we do on .tv with Dave Hodges. I re-air them all the time, and then he also has different guests on all the time talking about deep issues, and he can't post it on YouTube, and I'm not on YouTube, so I could post these things, but he wants to maintain his presence on YouTube in a really gentle way and then bring people to his .tv program. And so you just get a taste of, of how deep we get into these issues when I go on his show. Now, I get into deep issues on BitChute and Odyssey and, and on Rumble and other places because I'm not censored. And if I do get censored, you can always find my shows at sarahwestall.tv and all my exclusives on both sarahwestall.tv and on Ebonair. And remember to sign up for my newsletter, please. Go to sarahwestall.com under subscribe and sign up for my newsletter. You'll stay up to date on everything that I have going on. And you can also learn how to be a member and subscribe to Ebonier or sarahwestall.tv. I've also been writing more articles lately. So you can see some of the articles that I have by signing up for my newsletter. It helped, It's therapeutic, I have found, for me to write write articles because I have all this in my brain and I just need to get it out. And sometimes I can just do an article in like an hour. I just need to get it out. It's almost like a diary for me. And uh, doing a a little mini documentary sometimes is very therapeutic as well. Like when I did that humanities decision, I just, it was like a work of passion. It just came out. So sometimes that's what I do. And and lately I've been doing both, but um, my articles is just a, a therapeutic thing. I learned so much from so many different people that if I don't get it out, I, I think I'm going to explode. So I have more articles there for you. Again, sarahwestall.com. And let's get into this really good conversation that I have with Dave Hodges on the Dave Hodges Common Sense Show. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of the Common Sense Show. Welcome to our guest segment. 
And uh, we have a terrific guest for you, Sarah Westall. Some of you actually wrote to me when I was on vacation. When are you going to have Sarah back? Well, she's back. So uh, make sure that you send this recording out to all people who may not catch us live, but uh, will catch us on the rebound. So you want to do that, folks, because I estimate we have two-thirds of the country that are either ignorant or dumber than a box of rocks. You take the pick of what you want to choose. I'm Time is too short for me to be politically correct. So excuse my use of very direct pejorative terms, but it's true. We wouldn't be in this mess if we had an educated population that knew their history. We would have stopped this nonsense in its tracks, and now we've got to try to make up ground. And uh, we may or may not accomplish that goal. And some of us may end up going to FEMA camps over it. You think that's a joke? Uh, go and read some of the articles I post in the last two weeks on the website with documentation. So anyway, we have Sarah on, and before we do that, I just want to reiterate uh, what I said in the intro about our sponsors. I turn down 90% of all advertising that comes my way, and not because I don't like the products or the people, and I've turned down some good offers, but I'm we're in the business of helping our audience. So when I say Noble Gold, I became a customer, and that got me ready to get through an economic collapse and uh, the various ways they do it. Yeah, that's why you want to call them at 877-646-5347. Storable food. <laughs> if you don't recognize the assault on food right now, you are not paying attention. The drought is artificially manufactured. Can you say Project Harp? All you have to do is move the ionosphere. Uh, the patents have been in existence for over three decades, thanks to Nick Baggage. If you don't get storable food, well, I'm sorry for your family. And I'm not trying to be condescending. I'm just saying this is the reality of the time you live in. Soon food will be used as a weapon to control you. You can take care of that and remain independent by going to preparewithdave.com. And then finally, uh, they take the system down. They're doing a grid cyber takedown drill on August 11th. And it's a prelude to what's coming. <laughs> We're not going to pull any punches here. Um, you want the one communication that's going to be up because they'd have to take down satellites to stop it. That's a sat phone. And we're so happy to be representing the satellite store. What you do is just call them and say, I told you to call 877 excuse me, I got to get my number straight here, 855-980-5830. So those are our sponsors. And we got that out of the way. And ladies and gentlemen, I feel you need all three based on what's coming. And I have all three, and I hope that you will take heed. And uh, we're going to be talking about troubled times with Sarah, and she's a storehouse of knowledge. She uh, has a cutting-edge program, and we're going to have her talk about that before we leave. And uh, Sarah, I want to welcome you to the show. And uh, I'm just going to start out with just one question. Of all the things going on here, what most draws your attention and causes you to lose sleep at night? Oh, geez. I think it's the depopulation, probably. Uh, that That's scary. I hope that they're just bad at their what they're trying to plan. But for sure, it's that. Yeah, but the, when you say depopulation, you have so many different avenues you can go through. I just interviewed Celeste, who we both know pretty well. And Celeste said... And she showed me the charts. This is the thing. It's all documented. 20 variants waiting in the wings. Delta is only one of them. And she had a list of 20. And she had the biocodings, the prioritizing. She had the whole thing lined up here. Incredibly complex. 
but she broke it down to its simplest components. And the bottom line is if Delta doesn't take us down, they're going to come out with something weaponized anthrax that'll manifest as Ebola. That's another one they've got. And I could go through 18 more explanations, but that's one avenue of depopulation. But how about taking down the food supply? Well, I think uh, all those things are scary to me. It's it's the fact that they're wanting to reduce the population by significant amounts is what scares me because these people are crazy and there's all sorts of ways that they could do it. And once the attack becomes more aggressive, you know, it's, it's the, keeping my children safe. You asked me and it's keeping my children safe and having a place for them for the future in an environment that is, um, you know, not something you'd see in a Mad Max movie. Yeah. My son is a semester away from graduation. I'll be the bragging father for a minute. He hasn't had a B since seventh grade. That's excellent. He's in all these honor societies and so forth. Law school's within his grasp, and he's the kind of person that they'd want, except he's not woke. But uh, aside from that, he's got all the attributes. Now, I look at that and I say, I can see him getting there. I don't see any future for professionals in this country. I, I just see a big cliff in my mind. That's how I visualize it, unless we can turn this around. And we're really, really in trouble. I, I, I don't know how you feel. I feel the Biden administration has one purpose, and I mean it's intentional purpose, not buffoonery, but its purpose is to de destroy America in any way it can. Well, and to put up a, a happy face shield while they're doing it so that the, the people will not revolt. They want to keep people from revolting as, as much as possible so that the people will just sit there and let it happen. Uh, that's part of their tactic. And that's why they're spreading this out as long as they can until it happens so that people will be, you know, like the boiling frog uh, mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. They, yes, they want people to be... Kids future though you said something about your kids future and i think they've made one mistake where it's going to wake a lot of people up and that's the soccer moms going to school board meetings who don't want their six-year-olds to learn how to perform oral sex from drag queens and they don't want their kids taught critical race theory and this is all races i'm hearing this from not just white people well who wants I, their child to learn any of that stuff i mean give me I a know. break that's why their the enrollment is down by 14 percent in the younger ages in the preschool and pre-kindergarten because people are like hell with that now the kids that are already enrolled in school they're like, well, you know, they have all their friends and social networks. And so it's a much harder decision. But I know what I would do now with what I know. But for the if I had a child that was going into kindergarten, hell with that. I wouldn't have them in that environment. Yeah, I know. But the soccer moms were largely against Trump in the election. But it's kind of funny because I've always said this. There's more than one way into the house of knowledge of the New World Order. And the soccer moms are getting their first exposure to Bolshevik communism and the perversion of their kids. And also it's a form of a Hitler youth movement. And it's not going to be long until they start questioning the election, until they start looking at the motives of Biden. And why do we have a demented fool running the country and a hoe as the vice president? These people, they made a mistake in pissing off the soccer moms because the soccer moms are carrying the message better than we can right now in the alternative media.
Well, us and our independent media, people are, <laughs> we're already kind of untouchables and they've done a good job of painting us as, as lunatics, even though we are truth. We, what we're saying is the truth. And more and more people are coming to us now saying, oh my God, you guys are the legit truth. You are where we're finding the true information. The mass media sucks and we can't get any good information from them. And everyone's waking up to that. I shouldn't say everyone. Large percentages of people are waking up to that. And that is scaring the heck out of them. But their goal is to keep this calm down as long as possible. But when things wake up and the monster is in full force, the crackdown is going to be pretty scary. I, I'm, it's, it's, it's a very scary situation. And I'm just, I'm like, whatever. I've, I've seen, I've seen ahead for so long that I just, I, my life isn't as important as my children and the children, all the other children that are out mm -hmm. there. And so I'm just there to fight. And I've been looking into bioweapons, you know, the history of bioweapon, right. bioweapons. And there's much more of a history than people realize. You know, we're learning a lot through, you know, like uh, University of um, North Carolina and we have the Wuhan lab and we have the Canadian lab. But people don't realize that this has been going on since World War II in a big way. And if you're interested, I can talk about some of that. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Well, you know, the, this, you know, every, a lot of people have heard about Project Paperclip and the German scientists that came over because they were doing all those medical experiments on children and people and, and whatever. And that, 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 those programs continued. But what people don't know about is the bioweapons program in Japan. They had during World War II, they would, they would inject. They had about sixty percent of the people were Chinese, their victims. The other were Russians and some Mongolians, and they called them logs. I mean, that was their term for these people because they didn't see them as people. And they would inject them with cholera, typhoid, anthrax, bubonic plague, all sorts of stuff. And they wanted the their goal was to create the best bioweapons program in the world. And they didn't want to have bombs go kill people. They thought we could just release, you know, a bioweapon. I mean, th that's essentially, that's where all this started. And when World War II came to an end, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about what they did in these labs, but when World War II came to an end, you know, the United States ruled over Japan, and we still do to a certain, to a great degree, because they can't have a military but we took on their bioweapons program. Those scientists, just like Project Paperclip, they none of those people went to jail. Oh, well, there were some that did, but it was minor roles and things. The majority of the top scientists got went back to their jobs and were also consultants and were um, enveloped into programs in the United States. And we continued to this day with those programs. Yeah. You're talking about the Japanese unit called 731. The Biowar Unit 731. Yeah, exactly. And it was a nightmare. I mean, they would do things like, it was so bad. They would do things like rape women so they were pregnant, infect them with one of these diseases, and then take the fetus out when, you know, while the woman was alive, and then check to see what would happen to the fetus. You know, nobody was ever killed or was ever given um, painkillers when they <laughs> operated. So they're always doing this stuff to people who are alive. They did things like put people in dehydration 
vessels or whatever you call them, just to see how much water someone had in their body. And they would do things like um, drench their limbs in water and put them out into the cold um, to see what frostbite would do to the, you know, the extreme frostbite. I mean, they would do just the most brutal experiments. But they, the bioweapons research was incredible. They would infect these people with diseases. And then like three or four people a day would be dissected alive to see how it infected their organs and what it would do to people. It, it was incredible. They would take a, um, they took a, a, a woman and her child, a Russian woman and her child, and she was four or something, this little, this little baby, just to see how long they could live in a, by giving no oxygen and a gas, you know, some kind of lethal gas. And, you know, she lived for four minutes or her child lived for two minutes kind of thing. It, it was, it was awful, but the, the United States wanted that information. They wanted to know what they got out of these results. And then they continued it to this day. And then, you know, you know, the Vietnam picture of the girl running because they were, they were putting, um, Nepalm, weren't they putting Nepalm in the air and mm-hmm. it was burning off their clothes. The Japanese scientists were consulting with the U S uh, military to do that program. It all came out of there. So, yeah, it's pretty interesting. I mean, there's the continuation of the medical experiments out of Germany, and then there's the bioweapons programs out of Japan. And I got to tell you, the Pentagon has over 25, it has labs, bioweapon labs in over 25 countries. They have them all over Africa, in the Middle East. They have them in islands in Asia and in parts of Europe. They have one in the Ukraine. I'm telling you, it's all over the place. So those three labs that we heard about from you know, the Wuhan, the North Carolina, and the Canada, you know, those are serious labs. We have much more in the United States, but we have them all over the world. And we can do more in these other countries, especially in these countries that don't have, uh, a, you know, Western-style government. They're more of a banana Republic. Yeah, I, we did the same thing a lot with the Germans with their theoretical physics, their rocketry. I mean, we took a Nazi who killed tens of thousands of people in London with his U2 one and two stage rockets and put him in charge of NASA. And I'm talking about Warner von Braun. Yeah, well, yeah. And so we take these scientists that view other humans as logs, worse than animals that'll experiment on them alive, children and adults, and then we put them in charge of programs here in the United States. That's what we've done. And I know it sounds far-fetched, but it's not. It's very well documented. And there's a map that I have that's right from the Pentagon showing the 25 countries that we have biolabs in. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, you have to wonder if uh, Fauci's not an offspring from Mengele with his gain of function research. I mean, and I'm saying that tongue in cheek, but would it shock me if that were actually true? No, because he's cut out of the same mindset. Well, and he just came on the other day talking about how it's unfortunate that people are, you know, with the knocking on doors, 
where people are thinking that the government's forcing to them to get vaccinated and how that's so unfortunate and how there's so mis so much misinformation. He is he is such a liar. The guy is such a liar. And the fact that they can put out ads Two people saying that these vaccines are 100%, they say virtually 100% safe and you will keep your grandma and your family members from dying by getting a vaccine. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, but you know what's amazing to me is, is, well, you know, when I taught research to uh, graduate students trying to do their thesis as a prelude to how to do it, we used medical modeling um, that the FDA used to follow, which was really tightly controlled. And so they'd learn about, you know, like control groups, experimental groups, independent, dependent variables, intervening variables, all those interesting things. And what, one of the things that we have seen here with this generation of scientists is the protocols don't matter. They want to make vaccines mandatory for an experimental vaccine that hasn't been through any of these protocols, including animal testing, which they could have done. They could have done animal testing and done it in short order just to show everyone's not going to die. And they're not releasing the statistics on how many vaccine injuries and deaths there are. Well, they're not even it's, collecting it's, it because they're people. They don't want to know. People are having a heck of a time even submitting things to VARS. Yeah, I know. You know, I, I've had doctors tell me that they've tried for over half an hour to submit things. Many people who've had patients die, they just can't even get it submitted. And then there's also evidence showing that records are being deleted and overwritten. So, so there isn't a trace of losing records. They overwrite them with new records because people are seeing records being deleted and then all of a sudden a new record's there. Well, they've had lots of practice at this with election fraud, so it's just a one-step extension to vaccine fraud. Okay, so who are the people that still believe this, you think? I mean, how, you know, because I just published a, um, I just put it on Telegram, and it's just, I did it yesterday afternoon, and there's over 20,000 people that have been sharing this article that I published, and it, I think it was from Steve Watson in, in England, where almost 50% of the people want to have mass mandates forever. And they also want to have uh, anybody who's not vaccinated not be able to travel internationally. And so my thing is, you know, people are really dumb and the pro the it's really scary, but the globalists know how much propaganda works. They've been doing this propaganda on us for decades. It's just people are now waking up. We've been clueless. We've been affected by it, but now we're waking up because we have the facts and information. But the sad part is there's still a large percentage of the people that are are still heavily manipulated by this propaganda even though the facts are out there you know the cognitive dissonance is very strong and this propaganda works the globalist knows it works so they keep doing it so what is i mean what is our prognosis with the situation with so many people being um manipulated so easily um i don't know i think that's the great unknown i can give you some uh contributing variables but I don't know the relative weight. You know, in research, there's something called multiple regression analysis, where you take a bunch of correlated factors and you test them one at a time against your primary variable, your other criterion variable, and you get relative strengths. So you can look at a variable and say, this is the number one factor, this is the number two factor. And I hope I've made that simple enough for the audience to understand. 
and you're asking me a question that you can only answer through multiple regression analysis. And, and I can give you some contributing factors, but I don't know the relative strength because there's no data. But I would say this, um, with regard to vaccine safety, um, they're loading the vaccine with variants. And, uh, and what I've concluded from all the sources that have approached me, and Celeste has helped me pull some of this together with her documentation, um, I'm convinced that some of the batches will manifest as rabies in people. Those primarily went to Israel. Some will manifest as Ebola, not real Ebola, but Ebola-like symptoms through a process called coxsackie. And uh, it's a transducer where you take weaponized anthrax, you disguise it biochemically, you put it into the vaccine, and it can manifest in any form you want. It's often frequency-related. So trying to keep this simple, you could basically have 20 variants, 100 variants released into the population that'll have all these side effects and people will think it's multiple pandemics when it really isn't. It's manifested in vaccines, which is why I think they wanna get everyone vaccinated. And if you're asking me where this is going, I think this is the number one factor. They wanna get everyone vaccinated because this whole COVID-19 planned pandemic, which was almost all manufactured, yeah, it was a flu and we had something, but it was just a manifest. The CDC lied about so many things, which we caught them. I caught them making up the actual COVID death curve. I, yes. I got the numbers, you know, I got the numbers in March. I got them in June and they just made up. They overwrote all the death numbers after a hundred percent was reported. And I, I, I know a couple other reporters found that too, where they're doing the same thing with what you were saying with VARs and with many other things. And so they did that to create fear, but the whole point was to get this jab, to get people to take this bioweapon vaccine that they put all these variants and all this crap into. Now they're finding they got graphite oxide in it, which will make our bodies more susceptible to the frequency that they're gonna be exactly. pumping into us. Mm -hmm. I know we sound like con complete conspiracy theorists, but the point is, is that this technology is real and they're actually doing it are they going to use it? Well, I, based on what they're saying with this great reset and how they're acting, that they're going door to door over something that Oxford University says is treatable. Ninety percent of the the hospitalizations shouldn't have even occurred. What you know, and a normal, rational human being that is thinking wouldn't do any of the stuff that they're doing. Right. So you have to jump to the conclusion that they have something else up their sleeve. That's the only rational conclusion that you can come to with the other evidence that's there. There's even more Period. with regard to evidence. And, and you're right on the money with your logic. But I'm just going to go back in time. For years in my psychology class, even back when I was first teaching at the high school level, um, I showed um, an old 16-millimeter film. Now it's on YouTube. Jose Delgado, a Spanish physiologist, did a bullfight. And the only weapon he had was not the cape, wasn't a sword. It was a remote control transmitter that would emit a certain frequency that would cause the limbic system of the bull, the emotional center of the brain, to pacify. And the bull would charge. He'd press the lever and the bull would calmly walk away. And he was brought to Yale and he did this with, um, he had good success with epilepsy. He could change emotions on command based on the frequency. 
And then SRI snatched him up and he worked for the CIA until just before his death in 2011. So his work was never published after 1968. Now here's the point, and this is to your point. Um, if you can affect a biochemical electrical change in the brain, because your brains are electrochemical, and if you can affect a change in the brain um, with a frequency, if you inject something into the body, why can't you also affect a change electronically with frequency as well? There's there's no exception to the two. I mean, the frequency doesn't care whether it's artificially induced into the person or it's part of their permanent brain structure. So what you're saying is right on the money. It's not conspiracy theory stuff to say this can happen. We have documentation you can do it to the brain, the raw brain. Why can't you do it to things they inject? Well, the, it allows the frequency to to be stronger in the body, and it carries it, it, you know, affects the cells more. But I've done some mini documentaries on bioweapons, because energy weapons, half the new weapons are all energy weapons. Mm -hmm. Cuba did that to uh, U.S. diplomats, and th there's a lot of research showing that that... That's true. good research showing Russia did that to people in the Russian embassy, there's there's so much information. The Iraq War, when all the soldiers uh, surrendered, it's because they were getting messages that they needed to surrender and that they were scared and all these other things. They can they can create heart attacks. They can create all different types of emotions. All of this has been studied and documented since the World War II as well. And and they're really good at. It. They know the ionosphere. They can do things to pacify people with ions in, in our ionosphere. All of this is very well documented. The technology is there. So now the question is, will bad guys use this technology to hurt humanity? We always want to think that technology would be used to benefit tech, to humanity because there's so much good you can do with frequency, right? It's I always use this as an example. Uh, organ transplants, what a great medical advancement. We can transplant an organ and people can live. Well, it spawned this huge black market in one of the biggest industries in the world, which is organ trafficking. Bad guys take technology and they use it to perverse, to perverse things instead of, of advancing humanity. And so if the technology exists, are they going to use it to do something bad? Well, of course they are because they have on everything else that's out there. But is this great reset and all these things that they're doing right now part of that well you, you gotta look at their behavior if they're banning treatments because it was it was treatments are being banned actively and it's caused a lot of people to die they sent while they're trying to say that they're going to protect us they sent the ill into nursing homes and a lot of older people died at while they say they're going to protect us hospitals weren't giving people treatments even though they claim they're so they were lying to us on a mass scale and a university good universities who people trust i don't know how many how many you can trust any these days but there there's a, still a lot of good people with integrity working in these places who are coming out with studies saying hey wait a minute something's wrong here Oxford University saying 90% of these hospitalizations would have been eliminated if you just used these treatments. They were talking about hydroxychloroquine and ibu. What is the ibu? Ivermectin. No, not ivermectin is a good one too. But it's the the um the doctor in Texas with his um inhaled uh, steroid. 
Um, but anyways, the point is, is that if these people will do that, if they will scare the hell out of people every day on CNN with fake testing numbers, because they also came out with all these numbers are fake. They also faked the death curve. If they're going to do all that, they're going to fake the election. They stole the election. We know that. So all these people are, they faked the January 6th insurrection. Nobody died except the one person the, the um, police killed. I mean, they're faking all these things. How can you trust them? You know, something's seriously wrong here. The Gates Foundation sterilized African uh, women and girls without their knowledge. That's very well documented. They did that to, um, they, they, they mass vaccinated people with sterilization products. And these are the people behind this campaign right now. So can you trust Trust the, of course not. And they've already shown that they were are willing to mass um, sterilize people. What will they do to us? So, yeah, I mean, if you're not, if your brain doesn't go to the point of there's something seriously wrong here and there, these people are doing something to hurt us in mass, then they're, you're incredibly naive and you need to get out of the way so that the other people who are fighting this can keep fighting. And when you decide that you're tired, you're done being naive and scared and you're ready to fight, then people will let you back in as long as you're smart enough to, to actually help. I'm sorry. I'm being very direct here. No, that's fine. I, I'm just listening because I'm agreeing with everything that you're saying. Um, the one thing we have in our favor besides soccer moms raising awareness is the fact that uh, the trust in the mainstream media is at an all-time low. Which is should be that way. It should be even lower than it is. Yeah, I don't see how CNN keeps the lights on except George Soros' money comes in and keeps it open. And it, it's that way across the board. You know, MSDNC, they, their, their ratings are terrible. CNBC, their ratings are terrible. The major networks are down tremendously. Um, so that means the population is being less propagandized. Uh, that's one thing that works in our favor. But they're also moving against us to counter it. They want to they want to stop the texting of, of, of information about vaccines. Soon it'll be anything they disagree with, just like it is on the platforms with YouTube and uh, Google and th all that. So, I mean, they're fighting back with their own censorship so we don't dominate the message. They can't. They're struggling because no matter what they do it's like a dam a broken dam the water still gets out and gushes out people are finding us anyways yeah i'm not getting my couple hundred thousand views on youtube for a show but people are finding us other ways and uh they they have successfully muted some of the stronger voices i i know that and so the the weaker voices are still talking but they're not getting out the messages like the stronger voices right they and the people who are still on YouTube, like you and Janda, you guys are very, very protective of what you say there so that you can bring people to where the real messages are. But that's still muting us. But in general, people are looking for us. They're looking. I mean, I'm I'm a, one of the top rated podcasts in the world on for business news and they can't stop it. And they're probably pulling their hair out because I know you are one of the top ones, too. It's because people want real information. They're tired of being lied to nonstop. Yeah. You know, a person that we really need to bring around, and I think he does it for self-protection, no, is Joe Rogan. 
he has such a big audience and he's interviewed so many different kinds of people. I know damn good and well he knows what we know. He may not have the details like we do, but he knows the general theme. I mean, hell, he's interviewed Alex Jones how many times? He is, yeah, he's just afraid to go all in. Yeah. And he's just tap dancing around it. There's a lot of people that are tap dancing around it. The other one is Matt Taibbi. He knows what's going on, but he, he these people still support the vaccine. And I wonder, because they're smart enough to see what's going on. I just wonder if they're too scared. I don't know. But they, they're they ditching the mainstream enough to be able to send the message out. And I don't know. I don't know. Are these people controlled opposition or are they legit? I'm not going to comment specifically, but I will tell you this. I encounter controlled opposition through the course of my work. I do. And I've caught them in it. Obviously caught them in it. So, and what I have caught people in doing, I'm not the only one who shares the opinion. So I'm, I'm not going to go public with this. And I'll tell you why. A lot of people are saying, Dave, tell, 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 tell. Here's the position I'm in. I could say a name that everybody would know. I can give you five reasons. But then what I do is all the people who would have trust in that individual would feel disillusioned and we would lose momentum for the movement. And a lot of people that penetrate our movement, their mission is give them enough to hook the people that, hey, you're really getting something. And then at the end, lead them down the wrong path. That's how disinformation works. And I think we're better off having people exposed to 90% of the truth and hope that we can save some of them from the 10% disinformation. So that's why I don't expose disinformation artists that I know about. Does that make sense? I do the same thing as you. I don't say names, um, but I do warn people of that there is disinformation and to be careful and to don't. 100% trust even what everybody says go out there do your due diligence make sure that you because they almost evangelize over these people don't get so connected to someone thinking that everything they're telling you is truth because they give you a hopeful message if you're getting a hopeful message and you just it makes you feel better because I had somebody send me an email telling me that the reason that that you aren't even more popular is because you're not giving people hope and I'm like, well, I got, and they told me about a couple other people that, that are, and they're more popular. I'm like, and I, these particular people that they told me about, I know for a fact are disinformation people. I'm like, well, I am giving people the truth and I got to give them real journalism. And if the journalism is awful, I mean, I always try to give people solutions and I always want to say that we're in a fight and I'm here with you, but I can't lie to people. If, you know, I, we always want to be hopeful and, but I'm here to win. I'm here to win in the long run. And lying to you is not going to help us to win. Yeah. There's a guy on Fox, and I don't remember his name. He's a Chris Wallace wannabe. Even kind of looks like him, same mousy self. Um, I mean, really wimpy, talks like a wimp. Uh, and, and, and I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be derogatory, but I'm trying to make sure people know who I'm talking about. And I can't say his name. And I'm looking at the date. It's not Hammer. Okay. He's fairly normal looking, but I cannot think of the guy's name, but here's the deal. He was on, I caught this interview. And so people, you think you can trust Fox? First of all, Laura Ingram blows whichever the way the wind is blowing. She'll do anything to save her rating. She'll do anything the Fox news producers tell her. 
Tucker Carlson basically wants to do the right thing, as I see him, but he ditched Trump right after the election. He was and the worst about it. He was the worst. I agree. And Hannity's the only one that held true yes. to cause. I think Hannity's the one true guy on that network in terms of major figures. This guy is not a major figure I'm going to talk about. He's mousy, wears glasses, probably 65, tacks like this. And, and here was the deal. He had a guest on, and I wish I had caught the guest because I caught the end of the interview. And they were talking about something else, and this guy directly shifted the topic. And you could tell it wasn't part of the planned agenda. And it caught this host off guard. And here's what he said to him. He goes, it's kind of the same fraud that we saw in the election. And he gave a couple examples. This guy said, the election fraud's been totally discredited. And he goes, oh, oh no, it hasn't. How about these ballots? And he named three things, just boom, 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 like this. He goes, this is problems with election fraud. He goes, well, that may be true, but it's not enough to tip the election. And he <laughs> said, well, how many of these votes were caught this way? Do you know that, Mr. Host? And Mr. Host says, well, no, I don't know. And he said, well, how can you say it wasn't enough to tip the election? And this guy just got destroyed on his own show. But what it showed me was how disinfo Fox Network is that they pretend they run these patriotic shows. Look at how bad it is. The Olympic athletes don't salute the flag and they, they kneel and, uh, okay. But then you have these jackass clowns like Chris Wallace and this other clown. Uh, Sarah, they are disinfo deluxe. Uh, Tucker Carlson's caught the patriotic fever because he likes his $25 million contract and they were losing ratings as fast as CNN. That's why he's changed back. Well, and they're trying to get their, their people back because they got to keep doing their disinfo. If they don't have their backing or they don't yeah. have all the people. Well, who was the guy that, uh, Ryan, he was the head of, um, he was uh, uh, head of the con Congress, right? When um, uh, when he had problems with Trump and then he went on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know he's talking about. Yes. Yeah. Ryan. And then he went on um, the Fox board and he, and I did an article on this. And one of his quote is to take down Trump. He his goal was to use Fox News to take down Trump, and he was on their board, and he was public, and he was still on their board after he said that. Mm -hmm. So people who trust these guys, I'm telling you, this is ridiculous. And then even Newsmax had uh, Michael Lindell on, and the guy walked off state off his own program because he didn't like what Michael Lindell was saying, and Michael Lindell was just telling him facts. Yeah, that was so, Newsmax, and they're supposed to Newsmax. be on our side. Give me a break. You're controlled opposition to Newsmax. Yes, they are. The only one that I've seen good things on is OAN, and yeah, they have some. They have some journalists because I did some study on that. What what OAN is about? They have some young journalists who went to journalism school and are struggling because they were in the woke culture and are afraid to to just totally embrace what OAN is about. That's some of the issues they have with the culture at OAN, but a lot of their people are so flipping good, and I'm I'm really impressed with what OAN has done. There's a couple that are a little too out there for me, um, but it I'm just glad they're covering facts and truth, and um, so they're the only network at this point, cable network that's doing it for real, as far as I'm concerned. Pearson Sharp. Um. Yeah, I would. I, I I generally agree with you. Newsmax is a big fake. Yep. Um, they don't pay their bills either. I was advertising for their stuff, and they haven't paid me in three months. <laughs> so, so it's a double whammy with their integrity for them. And I'm dropping them, by the way. And well, um, yeah, yeah. And it's not just the non-payment; it's the insincerity. Um, they won't give. 
I'm going to back up too and say this. It's interesting to me. The voters know the election was BS. And Fox News is now responding to that. Three times now I've heard Tucker Carlson and just catching glimpses of his program on Wednesday. We're covering the voting irregularities in Fulton County. And I'm thinking, hey, why don't you call me, jackass, because I got five provable ways the Maricopa County election was stolen. And I've had it. I've had it for two months. It just—they're not real because they won't put real people on. No, and you know I had Dr. Bregan on, and he's the one that uh, wrote the book on "We Are the Prey," uh, with totally researched, talked to all the top people on on the background how they planned. They've been planning this pandemic for over a decade. There's even more information showing that um, there's over 72 patents on this COVID variants and stuff. This has all been planned. It's all started before. It's like 1997, I think, is where the first patent came out. It's and this is all coming out. You know the um, the crimes against humanity, the big lawsuit with over 10,000 doctors and a thousand lawyers and stuff. That this is all coming out. I don't know what's going to come of it, but they're going for it, and all this information is coming out. But anyways, Dr. Bregan um, was talking to me, and he said that they're on Fox News, and most of the different um, people around that he has interviewed has been on Fox news and they keep telling him, Dr. Bregan, Peter Bregan is the one that you need to talk to. And they go, they never call me for some reason. I've never called, but yet they'll talk to all the people I've talked to. And um, so it's the same thing. They'll dance around the issues, but they will not get to the core of it. They'll show you enough stuff that makes you feel good. Like, yeah, they're really telling you stuff, but they won't hit at the heart of the issues. Yeah. No, you're, you're so, right on the money with what you're saying. Um, there's, I've experienced it too with Coast to Coast. To give you a real quick example, um, it was years ago I became friends with John B. Wells. We were on some, some of the same programs together and then we exchanged numbers. And then he became the Coast weekend host and his numbers were better than George Norrie. And he kept wanting to bring me on and Norrie and somebody else in the network kept blocking it. And what I found out later, it's that they were afraid of me because of what my dad did. And they didn't want me on there telling those stories. And um, so John was highly frustrated about this. And eventually he gets fired. So I wrote the two biggest articles in the history of my website detailing the differential ratings and what Nori had done. Nori actually took the time to track me down at home and call me and beg me to stop writing the articles because people were dumping the co-subscriptions and they were going to Caravan to Midnight. In fact, John actually referred to me. He's the man who's helping to build Caravan to Midnight when I was on his show. And and here, here is the bottom line with the whole thing. George Norrie says, well, I can get you on the show. I said, George, John's been trying to get me on the show for a year and a half and you've blocked it. And I said, so I can't come on your show. Now I've taken a side. And so he goes to a UFO conference that my news director, Annie DeRiso, is running in Lake Havasu. And he goes, oh, you're Annie, aren't you? Now, how would he know that? This is a radio show. And that's how much they research this. And she said to him, she said, George, you're full of blank if you think you're going to get Dave Hodges to back off. She goes, I know him really well. He ain't coming on your show. And he's backing off. He's not backing off. And that's how the that's how Coast to Coast works. It's no different in Fox. It's no different. So when you said they wouldn't bring Peter Bregan on, been there, done that. Yeah, well, because it's too it hits too close to home. They don't want people 
learning the real truth. They, they just dance around the issues to make people think that they're really hard-hitting news, but they're not. Because if they were covering, I mean, we, the thing is, is I'm learning it the hard way. You learn it the hard way. We're really looking at the details. We're really trying to cover the news. For, we're trying to be legit. And then so when we're, when we're being legit and we're really looking at the information, we can tell that they aren't. Because they're like, well, it, the most important things are leaving out. And I, I think the American people and the people around the world are waking up to this. And they just want things to be legit. They want the real news. We're coming at going, we want to just be legit. We want to do things for real. And these people have been lying to you for decades, manipulating you, controlling you, abusing you. As far as I'm consumed, that's abusive. And it's time for us to get to throw off the shackles and say enough is enough. We deserve better than this, period. And now we're in a situation where we're fighting for our lives. No, you're exactly right. They're eventually going to take us all down. But I think they realize that they're not going to be able to do it through total censorship. This is why they're going to take the grid down. We're waking people up. And I said the soccer moms are waking people up. And the parents of this country see their kids have no future. That's waking people up. And But they've got to take down the grid to get it accomplished. Hey, in the time we have left, I want to explore in some detail what it is you do so people can find you. Because it sounds like you have your hands in a lot of pots. I do. I just keep, I'm trying to find, just like you, I'm trying to find the truth on everywhere I can. I'm really, I started by being, you know, I taught at the University of Minnesota for five years in the business school and I, I have an engineering background in business and I've done all these things. And, and I, so I started in the business world, looking at the edge of change, you know, new technology and all these things, the world could have free energy and all these things. And then I started realizing all the black markets and the, and the obstacles and the walls put up that, and that's when I started learning just all these truths. And so I, I tend to be able, I like to look at the big picture. I like to create the infrastructure of what's going on. So I look at finance, I look at science, I look at um, politics, I look at all that stuff, but the truth of what is really going on. And I bring on the best people I can find. And then I also do my own stories and documentaries. I, you know, I talk to people like you, I talk to other people who I believe are the best, most uh, knowledgeable people and are willing to talk about the truth. And that's what I cover. And then I'm always open to being getting pushback. Sarah, you're full of crap. This is the truth. Give me that information and I'd be more than willing to look at it because yeah, all sure. I want to do is the truth. We all are. We yes. all are. But I'm going to give you one kind of like I told you so, but not you personally, the public. Um, everything I said about the audit in Maricopa County was true. And I published it way before anybody else because I had two election officials and one insider in the audit who, before they signed the non-disclosure for real, they confided in me. And I had everything that's now coming out with State Senator Sonny Brelli repeating everything I said back in the first week in May. And you got contacted by one of the people pretending to be an audit ally and all he did was bash me, not my facts, me. And I'm just asking you right now, was I right? It, sound, it sure seems like it. You know, everything yeah. that you've come out with is right. And you're going to keep coming in. And I just had an interview with Paul Preston as well. And I am good just... Good friend of mine. Yeah, you guys really are good friends. Friend. Yeah, and I'm realizing, you know, California and the world is, re or at least the country is realizing, California was stolen too. All, it's, it's a 
this is more serious. It's bigger than just the presidential election, guys. It is our whole country. It's every office, and they're affecting they're affecting so many positions across our country. If we don't get this cleaned up, we don't have a country. Well, I don't know if we're going to get it cleaned up without requisite violence, and I'm not advocating for it. But these people have managed to control with with inferior numbers. They've controlled. They're controlling every institution that matters. And that's the scary part. And Paul was saying the same thing because they have. They're making so much progress in California. The two, you know, breaking California into two states, and uh, just they they can keep the San Francisco area, the LAS, the LA area, the the real Democratic areas supposedly, and then all the other counties are on board with splitting up and they're so far they're using the constitution it's they've done it in the past in west virginia and other places and they're going through the process and they're so far down it that they they're looking that they're this is really going to happen and his comment was is it going to spark a violent civil war or can these people maintain their um you know their composure but these people are you know past behavior indicates future behavior and i don't think these people nothing is beneath them these people are the same people that are supporting human trafficking we know that we have proven that well through the open borders i mean you don't need to go any farther than that working with the cartels we have proven that they're also doing this great reset They're, they're forcing um vaccines on people what will these people not do Past behavior is indication of future behavior. Well, I think you're exactly right. So how do people follow your work specifically? Okay, go to sarahwestall.com and you can sign up for all of my stuff under the subscribe section. So sarahwestall.com slash subscribe. There's also a button on top. You can see all the different places they can. Please subscribe to my newsletter. That's the best way to uh, keep on top of everything that I do. Uh, they can also sign up for sarahwestall.tv or I also have a truth platform called Ebonier. And if you go to my subscribe section, you can learn all about that. And um, I just really ask you if there's one thing that you do, sign up for my newsletter because that way you can stay on top of everything that I do. Yeah, that's uh, I, I got to tell you, Sarah, it's the best there is out there. And you have so many different platforms. What you've lost in volume at YouTube, you've more than made up for, I think, in these other areas, or at least you're approaching that level. Um, and ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, there is not a better reporter out there right now than Sarah Westall. I mean, she's in the class with Paul Preston, Doug Hagman, Steve Quayle. And if you, and I know she's kind of new to our audience in terms of calendar dates, but I'm telling you, you need to immerse yourself in this work because she gets a lot of missing components. Sarah, we're flat out of time. Thank you so much for joining us. Outstanding stuff. Thank you so much. And I appreciate your endorsement. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Sarah. Take care.